0: So here I am on my computer trying to get tickets to San Diego Comic-Con. Fuck, it's sold out. What am I going to do? Real nerds, we'll be at the Denver Comic-Con, June 15th, 16th, and 17th. Come see us live, live, live. In Colorado, there is only one place that has the best selection of collectibles. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics.
1: For over 27 years, Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics has been the ultimate destination for collectors.
2: They have a wide selection of hard-to-find coins, action figures, role-playing cards. You can go over there and get yourself a copy of Dominion uh, and sports memorabilia. Hey, Peyton Manning's a Bronco. I
0: was there yesterday. They have a signed Peyton Manning jersey. And of course, they've got comics, which is what I go there for. All their back issues are half off. On Saturday, all dollar issues are only 50 cents.
1: And if you sign up for a hold slot, you'll get 20% off graphic novels and comics.
0: So stop by 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Nevada, Colorado and tell them The Real Nerd sent you. Welcome to Real Nerds. I am Ryan. To my left is... James and in Montpelier, Vermont is Brad. Welcome, Brad. How's your tour of Americana going?
1: Oh, it's fantastic. Someone should make a movie out of it. Sweet. They really should. 50 states
0: in 50 days. That's right. (laughs) Or weeks (laughs) or weeks or,
1: you know, whatever. whatever Oh, no, I saw Alabama, Georgia, New York all last week. Cool. I'm glad. Daily. Yeah.
0: How's Montpelier? You know, that's the capital of Vermont. There's A lot of
1: trees. It's very green. Um, it's a little rainy. I, I I've never been to Montpelier. I don't know how the weather is up there. <laughs> From movies, I gather it's very lush,
0: New New Englandish. New English, yeah. Uh, awesome. So if you've never listened to Real Nerds, uh, this is we'll do a quick rundown of what we do. First, we do real news, where we talk about entertainment news of the week. We also will do some box office figures, DVDs upcoming, and then we also have the comic corner, and then we will review the movies. Of the week, which are Comic Con Episode 4, A Fan's Hope, and also Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Con. <laughs>
2: uh, I, so I, I thought he was going to do it. You thought I was going to uh, do it the one uh, way, uh, yeah, but yeah. I didn't. But you just said Con like well, a I, normal I, person.
1: I just thought you were disappointed with it. No. <laughs> the the uh, Con, lame.
2: <laughs> yeah, because the. Uh, the special thing here is that Ryan had never seen it before. I've never we got seen a chance to see it at midnight at the Esquire down here.
0: And I guess calling myself a nerd, I you know I can't believe I didn't pop my cherry on, Wrath of Khan until just now. Real news.
3: It's real news.
0: So did you guys know that The Hunger Games won the box office again? uh you know I would have bet money on it. So Yeah, $21 million for The Hunger right. Games And it's fourth weekend, that's pretty impressive um, And the movie we saw last week, The Cabin in the Woods 14.7, which isn't bad for a movie that's been on the shelf for two years
2: No, 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 it's not bad at all um, And it held up really well during the week It's a shame that it came up as third underneath the Three Stooges Yeah But uh, of course none of us saw it Maybe that movie is comedy gold, but I doubt it
0: <laughs> My dad saw the trailer and he thought it looked funny and I was really disappointed yeah. in my father.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was disappointed in your father too.
0: You should be. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about it for box office. Next week yeah. we'll, prob- we'll definitely have a new movie to talk about the, on the top. Yeah. But we wouldn't have seen it. But, you know. No. It'll be number one. Uh, this is kind of light week too in Blu-ray DVD releases. Um, the big release, if you want to call it that, is Contraband starring starring Marky Mark. Um. Yeah, Kate Beckinsale's in it too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I, I'm not gonna rent that. I'm never gonna see it. I don't know. Do you have it in it? So you know, he's really good in everything he does.
2: If it gets on Netflix and some streaming, yeah, we'll I might uh, put it on my queue and never watch it. Yeah. Who knows? You know?
0: That's and good. also a movie that I accidentally ordered on Amazon with one-click <laughs> ordering, and that is The Innkeepers. But I kind of want to see it anyways because I like Ty West. I like his, uh, movie he did a couple years ago called The House of the Devil. If you're a big, if you're a fan of, uh, horror movies, it's a good one to get if you like the older horror movies because it's, it doesn't blow its load immediately. It's really slow moving. It's.
2: Oh, now wait a second. Did you, you told me that you accidentally ordered that on your phone? Yes, but it's not out until Tuesday, so you could yeah. cancel it. I could, but it's thirteen dollars. I want to see it anyways. Who cares? Oh, Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. what are you going to do? Cool, cool, cool.
1: <laughs> and I've seen it already, and it's it's good.
0: Yeah, see, Brad's seen yeah, yeah, it, cool. so it's, it's he decent. says good. And if Brad said if I liked, you know, the House of the Devil, that I'll probably like this one. So, who's
2: the main actress in that movie? It's somebody f- sort of famous or up and coming. Not that I know. And in the innkeepers. Yeah, I,
1: don't know. I mean, she does a good job in it, but I don't know her. Name. I like the poster. Oh, Sarah Paxton. I like
0: the. uh the art for it a lot i think the art for it's really cool kind of reminds me of the scary stories to tell in the dark
2: you brad you remember sarah paxton from all those times that you watched aquamarine what you yeah no weren't you a really big fan of uh the aquamarine the (laughs) tween mermaid movie aquamarine you didn't you didn't really love awkward 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 marine James, why are you projecting your own personal fantasy? Yeah, how, how do me? you know what
0: Aquamarine is? I've never heard of that because before. Because
2: I worked at Blockbuster when that
1: movie came out.
0: Liar! For some reason, no, uh, liar. liar! I,
1: did. I think I, did. I saw it on his shelf last time I was in his room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah. three
0: disc collector's edition <laughs> with Aquamarine too. Back to the
1: ocean. It's really sad because she just won't, on his wall.
2: She just won't love him, even though just because she's a she's a mermaid or something. I really have no idea what the plot of that movie is. I'm guessing <laughs> something about falling in love with some dude and then she has a fishtail. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the
0: oceans, did you know for, I don't know, a couple thousand dollars, you can get on a cruise ship?
3: Yeah, you and can. And you can
0: sail from New York to Canada while enjoying that all- That sounds really comfortable and it fantastic. It does. Yeah, but- here's Where could a, it screw that up? Here's a little catch. You can watch all seven of the Saw films on it, too. Why? They are having a Saw-themed cruise ship on Carnival Cruises that goes from New York to, I think, Nova Scotia or something and on it they're going to have all the movies going they're going to have a convention costumes trivia games i uh, uh, i like the saw movies i do but i uh i think that's kind of interesting uh, an unusual choice yeah to
2: mix it with a cruise for a it's cruise. Just bizarre because i've heard
0: of um rock so, so, bands doing cruises
2: Right. I mean, yeah.
1: Weezer cruise uh but yeah like
2: and that makes more sense because then it's just like well the music is all their music or whatever you know it's themed that direction but man However many days you're on the ocean, you got to deal with Saw. How and many the, people are there that are really that into it? I heard it sold out.
1: Ah. It, it's weird they're not afraid brain. that after uh, that cruise disaster that they're going to have this one that celebrates <laughs> death and torture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to play a game. We're
0: it's gonna... keeping the ship from listing to the left.
1: <laughs> also, there's shuffleboard. <laughs> and...
0: Uh, <laughs> The, the shuffleboard discs
1: have, like, saws on them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, like, that's the next Saw movie. <laughs> Saw the <laughs> So it's Jason Takes Manhattan.
2: I could sort of see it as, like, a a theme park attraction. Well, they, you know. it, it was, I think,
0: last year at the Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Halloween Terrors at Universal Orlando, which I always wanted to go see the Jason Haunted House there because it looked awesome. But
2: never got I, around to I it. I don't get it. You know I hate those movies. Yep poor man seven yeah sure (laughs) yeah um
0: also uh, we were talking about john carter earlier and rich ross who is the ceo of disney's entertainment got fired
2: uh didn't he say it was too much work i thought he elected to
1: leave (laughs) yeah Yeah,
0: he he elected to leave or or he made a lot of mistakes
2: well uh i'm
0: just kidding it's he, he left so now there's a huge void in there thinking about uh Kevin Feige, who is the producer of the Marvel stuff, mm. but they're saying he might not leave his cush job at Marvel yeah. to run Disney, but, you know, because Disney's probably, I, I mean, for sure, is probably a way harder company to run than Marvel.
1: Why don't you apply, Ryan? Oh, I
0: should. And I'd be like, oh, here's my resume.
2: Like, are you for real, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'd kick you up. Uh, Yeah, it's too bad. It is. That movie was good. Uh, Yeah, it is good,
0: and unfortunately, I don't know why I never caught on, Um, but a good Disney news is they're releasing 40 catalog movies on Blu-ray, and a lot of them are cool, like Dick Tracy and... Um, Shoot, what was the one in there that I was... Oh, Ed Ed Wood. Wood, Ed Wood on Blu-ray, yeah. (laughs) And a couple other just random ones from not only Disney's vault, like Pocahontas and stuff, but they're Touchstone and... Yeah. Buena Vista. Buena Vista, yeah. Whatever, all these other ones, so...
2: Were there Miramax films in there? Does there? Disney own, Mir- own Miramax? Do they not? I don't, I'm I don't sure think they so. Still do. I didn't think so because otherwise Miramax wouldn't have gone under. Or they let him <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so that's kind of cool we're news too. We're so knowledgeable. Too. We
0: are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, you know, really should follow what we say because we're so smart. No, if people come to us for our witty comments. Absolutely. And one kind of cool news that I thought was really interesting because he's one of my favorite historical people ever is George Washington. Um uh, Darren Aronofsky is making a George Washington movie called *The General*. Yeah, which makes me excited because
1: what does he say it wants to be like? Um, know, it's like, a con- like the style he wants is a
0: *Unforgiven* uh, *Unforgiven* version. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be cool because that'd be sweet because George Washington is a really cool character. Well, historical figure, I guess I should say. Clint Eastwood
1: is the general. <laughs> it's across inter- from the Potomac. Make <laughs> my day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, it's an interesting choice for Darren Aronofsky because it seems for sort of like a... It seems like a kind of mainstream choice for him coming off of you know, Black Swan
1: and The Wrestler. Was that his last movie? Black Swan?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I know. It seemed... Because it's been a couple of years. Well, he w- they know, was going to do
1: The Wolverine, but...
2: Yeah. He was also attached to... Um, Robocop for a while, wouldn't he? Uh, Yeah, he's
1: not doing it anymore, is he? No.
2: Yeah. He was attached to a bad. lot of like mainstream stuff that was exciting and then he dropped it. Yeah. So, I'm excited. To, yeah, it would be cool for him to do a movie like that that I might actually like.
0: Yeah, because I like George Washington and I don't think there's enough movies based on the American Revolution. Yeah. Um. So that'd be kind of cool to yeah, see. Yeah, when
2: the, when the best movie from that period that we have is uh, Roland Emmerich's The Patriot, you're like, mm-hmm. uh, there's some great know. moments in that though. There Jason are. Isaacs no, no, no. is really awesome. There are, but as like a historical yeah, drama, I mean. it's yeah.
0: not the best. <laughs> you mean it's not historically accurate? <laughs> <laughs>
2: not, no. Cool. Uh, that's all the news I got. Um, you got anything else? I only really have like one more thing, and you guys aren't going to care, but I think this is stupid as shit. Uh, they're going to make a Rockford Files movie, and they cast Vince Vaughn as Rockford, which is just like, I, I don't know who thought that that was a good idea, but okay, for one thing, it's James Garner. They're replacing James Garner. Who is part of why he is so famous is cuz he's a real handsome dude. Like they don't Vince Vaughn, like this lanky looking, funny looking bloke is not a good Rockford. I don't know,
0: maybe he walks in the room and he's really excited to be the Rockford guy and he's going to say, "Hey, look at me. I'm the new Rockford guy." And you're going to get all mad at him, but,
1: "Hey, I can still do it, right?" He's doing a Vince Vaughn. That was my impression. Vince Vaughn. That was amazing. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I started. I got it right away. Thank you. Pretty Thank quick, you, ben, uh, I was like, life.
2: oh, yeah, he's being obnoxious, like <laughs> Vince Vaughn. <laughs> um, and it's just a shame, because I would love for The Rockford Files to come well, back. Well, who would you cool. like to play? Honestly, I would say this. He doesn't look like James. Sam Rockwell? No, no. I was going to say uh, Bradley Cooper. Because Bradley Cooper is a, a handsome guy. He can do the smart stuff. Is he, But James? he can also... He,
3: I, I think I can say <laughs> that. I am, I am set in my
1: manhood. James. One to ten. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Don't lie. You know exactly what number you want to pick. No.
2: I, Remember when
0: we liked Bradley Cooper when he was just on alias? Yeah.
1: But he was less, Yeah. Say a number you, that rhymes with blate.
2: Blate? Blate.
1: Oh, oh man, that took me a while. I was like seven. Seven doesn't rhyme with blade. No, no. Um, or you can do gen, something that rhymes with Because <laughs> I'm trying to help you out here. Oh no no, he I know. Oh, he's rock doing rocker. a spitfire. He's guy. handsome. You
0: might like his Rockford Files guy. You might not. He's just spit firing. If you don't like it, fine. Go home and watch it. It doesn't
2: matter. Vince Vaughn, shut up.
1: I'm gonna put my earmuffs on.
2: Oh god, Vince Vaughn. Um, anyway, Rockford Files was a great show. And I would like for them to make a good movie out of it. But if they're just going to like start skin Hutch to that shit, I'm going to be sad. Or try to make it like Sherlock Holmes.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, there's only one Robert Downey Jr.
2: But yeah, um,
0: Robert Downey Jr. couldn't
2: do it. Uh, no, he couldn't.
0: I mean, because you're—that's you're, what I mean, though. Even though Sherlock Holmes isn't, you know, uh, a real representation of the character, Robert Downey Jr. still sells Sherlock Holmes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if I could picture Vince Vaughn as. Sherlock Holmes? No. Well not a Sherlock Holmes either. Can can he do an English accent? I don't know. Can he do anything but talk fast?
1: No. But man, you're money. I know. What happens in the Rockford Files? Does he fight like Rockford or the Files? No, 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 no. He's
2: like a detective.
1: I mean he is a detective. So his, his cases are the Rockford Files? Yeah. Yeah. So he is the... Jim Rockford and he Oh his name's Rockford. Solves... Isn't... Yeah. Do cases in Rockford, Illinois. No, 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 no. <laughs> His name is Jim
2: Rockford, and he does cases. Because if it was in Rockford, Rockford Illinois,
1: he'd be driving
0: up to people's houses and say, Hey, hey, those library books were due back Thursday, <laughs> and it's now Sunday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Case
0: closed.
2: Uh, no, it's actually, it's set in California. There's like a, there's even like a little sandwich. California like, get everything. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's easy to shoot there. But there's, like, a diner there that is now, like, immortalized as the Rockford Files Diner that uh, you can go there, and they'll have James Garner's photo on the wall.
1: I'll have a steak with a side of Files, please.
2: <laughs> ah. <laughs> anyway, Vince Vaughn can suck it. He doesn't look like James Garner, and I don't want to see that movie.
1: Well, Vince Vaughn will never be listening to this podcast, so, Ryan,
0: what else you got? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's it for the news. Um, Brad, do you have any news for us this week?
1: No. It was a light week. There little a little light week. We got too much else to talk about. So. We do. We, we do. don't waste our time. So me and Brad went time. on a
0: date without James this week. Really? Because I, mean, I went I mean, on a date I mean. with myself. No, so. yeah, that's you know, your prerogative. It's cool. Just shut yeah. the door behind you. <laughs>
3: um,
0: me and Rare rubber dude. <laughs> me and Brad went and saw Goon, <laughs> which starred- And I didn't uh, even get invited. We thought you worked on Saturdays. I, I told I, you about it on a no, Friday while on we were Saturdays. doing
1: the podcast.
2: You never told me about anything. Yeah, because He's remember I said I, I
0: want to see it, and then I said I have to do... What was it? I forget what I was doing. And then I was able to see it. Are you I, I, you yeah, know so I black dad. out sometimes.
2: Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so to the <laughs> hospital? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Randomly blacking out.
0: Uh, yeah, so we went and saw Goon with Sean William Scott and Liev Schrieber. Schreiber. Schreiber. Mm-hmm. Schreiber. He does a voiceover for America. The Story of Us is really good. Nice. Um, but the movie is about... Sean William Scott is a bouncer at a bar and he doesn't have anything going on in his life. His parents, he's he's plays a Jewish guy and his parents want him to be a doctor and his brother is a doctor and they're all proud of him. And they're yeah. both adopted. Yeah, they're both adopted. But uh it turns out that he can fight and take a punch and so he gets uh picked uh he goes to a hockey game with his friend he fights but, a fan. And uh yeah, the Oh no. The, he fights a hockey, hockey player yeah. comes out all of the right. penalty box. And he beats the shit out of them, and so it's a minor league hockey team, and you know they need any kind of publicity they can get, so they just have him join his team because he can fight, and he picks a number sixty nine because it's funny. <laughs> and the movie is really funny. Like uh,
1: he eventually ascends up through the ranks, and yeah, and um, he—it's actually like you got a really good heart to it, you know. About a movie about dudes
0: kicking the shit out of each other, yeah because it's just about a guy who's trying to find his place and he finds what he's looking for not only in hockey but that girl who played the drums uh, in Sex Bob-omb and Scott Pilgrim versus the World is his love um, interest in it <laughs> I forget her name
1: uh crap yeah I know who you're talking about yeah but yeah is a really uh he he just joins this broken hockey team and he's so morally rigid like yeah he uh doesn't see gray he you know it's either right or wrong and, and he always they, n- knows to take you know do what's right and eventually everyone bands around him as a team and like he, he changes everyone's perception of like yeah especially the better. uh the superstar who got knocked out yeah because uh what was um ray ross ray <laughs> yeah
0: something like that
1: yeah uh we schreiber's character yeah knocked out the star hockey player with like in a second game and he's been Wussy ever since
0: doing coke and not putting team first and yeah. takes him under his wing. No, the movie was really surprisingly really good. Yeah, it's
1: vulgar yet really sweet.
2: Yeah. yeah. Did you know it was scripted by Jay Baruchel and Evan Goldberg? I did. Also, Allison Pill is that girl's name? Allison Pill. I kept wanting to say Allison Brie, and I was like, I know that's not yeah. it. She's really cute in it. Yeah.
1: Even though she plays like a she's slut. really cute, <laughs> she
0: does play a slut, but sometimes that doesn't matter, guys. So Ooh, I yeah. think everybody should go see the. The goon. It's not the goon. It's goon because the goon is a comic book. Yeah, they can. So it's goon. Yeah. Um, Which in Brad, do you a few years, I think people should movie? see
1: that. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. If you if you have a chance to see, it you should check it out because it's not just about hockey. It's about a guy's story of kind of redemption and through he,
1: his And you don't even have to go to the theater. It's on demand right now.
2: So yeah. so you should check it out. Yeah, I I really hope I get a chance to go see it.
0: You could have seen it last. I mean, week. I'm
1: sure they'd like you to go to the theater, <laughs> uh, which I don't discourage. But I mean, if you're like, yeah, or you don't have a independent theater in your
0: town, yeah. yeah, you can watch it on demand. So, I also this week watched a cinematic classic that is streaming on Netflix for free right now, guys. It's called Thanks Killing. Finally, <laughs> <laughs>
2: we've been waiting for for hours for you to f- see this movie. No.
0: Uh, This movie is about (laughs) a turkey that kills people because it was, like, uh, the Native Americans put their spirit, evil spirit, in it? I don't know. And so... They put their evil spirit in the Turkey, yeah, so the turkey goes around and kills people every five hundred and five years, which already doesn't make any sense because of the turkeys So it's killing, an undead turkey yeah, so oh so since the turkey is already killing people on the first Thanksgiving, that wasn't five hundred and five years since the Native Americans made them because they said that they they possess this turkey on the first Thanksgiving
2: yeah, that's dumb, so that
0: doesn't make any sense at all, um, but anyways, so the the opening shot I'm not even joking is you the movie starts, and it's just these this close up of these tits. Oh, these tits. <laughs> and it's this woman in a pilgrim outfit with her breasts exposed, like perfectly cut costumes or so her tits are hanging out. That doesn't seem very Puritan. And exactly. <laughs> and she's running from turkey vision because you'll, you see through the eyes of this turkey. Right. And he catches up to her and you expect it just to like, you know, kill her. Oh no, my friends, there's more. He says, nice fucking tits. And he kills <laughs> this chick. The turkey talks. The turkey talks, and it's vulgar. And it's vulgar. Wow. Um. Yeah. And the movie is an hour and seven minutes long, and it felt longer than The Return of the King. And you watched the whole thing. I did, because <laughs> I it had just watched the you, you whole keep, thing. You keep on watching it, seeing like who, who in the right mind makes this piece of shit. And I mean, there's moments in it that they, I think they're obviously they're trying to be funny, but it just comes across as stupid and immature do you know what i mean like it's an immature people making a film yeah and they're giving some somehow they're given money to make this movie not very much and i mean there's a part where the turkey finds out where these kids live somehow and he murders this girl's dad and he cuts off his face and puts it over his beak (laughs) and they come to the door and they say oh hi dad they honestly think that their father is this turkey with a terrible cut out face makeup of her father. <laughs> I mean, I know they're trying to be funny, but it's just idiotic. Yeah. And then when the uh, the fat guy is so hungry, he's walking home and the turkey is waiting for him. But the the fat guy just sees the turkey as a cartoon turkey that's like cooking. You know, like when, um, let's say, Wiley e. Coyote is hungry and he sees the Roadrunner and it's just a roasted Roadrunner. So he picks up this animated shit thing that I could probably do, and he eats it, and then the turkey busts through his stomach, and then when his friend, the nerd, finds him, they sing a song, and the song is trying to be like South Park, I think, because the song goes like this, My best friend was killed by a turkey, it went through his stomach, he's dead. Really what's <laughs> going on in the song. <laughs> and then they kill the turkey somehow. I don't even remember how they killed it, but it becomes, like, radioactive and...
2: What? I,
0: dude, I told you, I don't know I what the hell's going on. Movie now. No, you don't. <sighs> so, yeah,
1: that's what I saw this week. Thanks, Killing. I still want to see, uh, I think it's Eli Roth's Thanksgiving.
2: Yeah. But that was different. That yeah. was, like, girls jumping on trampolines with knives under them and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. It was and, like it was and, like murder at Thanksgiving. It wasn't a, a cooked, murderous
1: turkey. Cooked grandma's as the turkey on the table. Oh yes,
2: <laughs> oh man, that was messed up.
1: Yep, yep. I and, don't like that guy. In turkeys and parades, killing people. Was it or Puritan guy? I don't know. Someone lost a head.
2: What always throws me off about those those movies is like when there's a casting call and you go to it and they specifically say like we want you to take your top off in this movie about a killer turkey. When when do you cross that line where you're like, Yeah, I'll I'll yeah, sure. You can see my tits for this movie. Like, I know, but, right? And how much money do you have to offer? What were
0: somebody? you thinking? Like how much money is how? do you need to offer somebody yeah. to bear their breasts to be killed by a turkey that says nice fucking tits? <laughs> I think and then
1: he finishes it with bitch, oh, I forget. Man. Yeah, sometimes you gotta pay rent. <laughs> I guess.
0: Uh it's just it's weird. The whole uh, so you guys jealous i watched that this week
2: look at you jealous uh,
1: yeah no i am a little i was curious but yeah don't be <laughs> i've seen it on the netflix queue before <laughs> and i was like i should watch that for thanksgiving that'd be hilarious but i you know didn't yeah did that's, you, what you,
0: that's what you do you think it'd be funny but it's not funny yeah oh. it's just stupid
2: did you ever get around to watching that uh don't trust the bee in apartment 23 that I you have d- taped on your dvr i haven't well i've watched two episodes of it Sorry. Oh, yeah how is it it's not very good really um i mean it's it's okay like it 's decent um what 's funny is what what struck me the most is that the plot of the first episode is exactly the same as the plot with with you know if you ignore the conceit of the show uh it 's the same as the plot of the first episode of two broke girls right, like, I've never seen two broke girls you 're the right, one who watches that i uh, i don't know why it 's awful it's awful it's absolutely awful. I watch it every week um but like the, the plot itself of, you know, these two girls who end up... They have to be roommates so that we can have our kooky shenanigans throughout mm-hmm. the series. Uh, in order for them to become friends, the one has a boyfriend who is clearly a cheater. And so the other one, uh, like, sort of fakes and to catch him in the act. So that then they can become... The two girls can become friends at how much they hate the one girl's ex-boyfriend now. Um, but, I mean, it's... Plot for plot, almost the same hmm. episode. Uh, James Randearbik is okay, yeah. but I, I think they clearly, when they were making the show, they said, "Well, we need to have a Neil Patrick Harris in the show," so they did this whole James Band- James Randearbik thing, and it just doesn't. It's not that exciting. Yeah, I was always going to wonder how far they could possibly go with that joke too. Yeah, like in the second episode, he's trying to teach a class on on acting because he really he's mad at James Franco because James Franco's so talented. Mm. Um, which that I understand. That was a joke that I thought was funny um, because I'm in the same boat. I hate James Franco. <laughs> he's published two books of short stories. <laughs> I know what. Um, Did you? are just poetry? lazy, James. No, I am. I am lazy. That's fine. But I, I understand that. But that guy is insane. Um like he's still on General Hospital. Is he really? Yeah. Or maybe they killed him last year or something. But (laughs) up in like as of last year, when when one 127 hours came out, he was still on that show every now and then. Hundred twenty seven hours came out two years ago, James. Okay, whatever it was. (laughs) I'm just saying. Um but that show's not very good. So maybe don't watch it. Okay. Kristen Ridge is good though. She usually is. Yeah. Uh I want her to be on a better show. Um and then yeah uh, I saw Lockout which was the movie from that we didn't see last week uh where Guy Pierce is running through a space jail and there's crazy dudes and he's got to save uh what's her name Chelsea from, Clinton no, <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> yeah, he's got to save Chelsea Clinton You have a better chance with um, Bill dude and uh it it's it's okay like it's one of those movies where I kept I kept wanting what was happening to be a little bit cooler than it was. Like, there's so much promise in the scenes before they do them that then the way that they do the scene, you're like, well, that wasn't that wasn't great. Like, it just feels like they didn't think things through well enough. Um, just weird stuff. Like, you know, they'll set up, you know, giving him these these sort of grenades that are like... It's like a little tube thingy that you could... Stick the two ends together and it becomes a bomb, and then so so like at one point inevitably he he wraps it around a dude's neck and locks it in place and then runs away. Well, then of course you don't see it go off, so it's not so like there's a lot of stuff like that where they'll they'll set something up and there's there's not really a payoff to it. Like like you think it's going to be cool, but all he does is put it around a guy's neck. He doesn't like do something inventive with it. Um, or the big one is that spoilers for the end of that movie. What? Uh, but they they end up jumping out of the space jail from space and, like, dropping all the way to the Earth in, like, these super space suits. Like Jason Which I X? thought... It, does that happen in Jason X? It happens in Jason yeah. X. Ooh, man. I thought it was going to be really cool. I was like, okay, here comes a cool, a couple of intense minutes where they're dropping to the Earth, and maybe, you know, something breaks, and they've got to... He's got to deal with this, and then they got to get their parachutes going. It's maybe a thirty-second scene, and yeah, something goes wrong, but it's like he just takes his suit off, like, and then goes and and saves the girl or whatever. And there's no, there's no like them engulfed in flames, plummeting to the earth in a badass way. Um, like Jason X. Oh, does that happen in Jason X? Jason
0: X, X uh, Jason's <laughs> driven through the atmosphere. And he disintegrates as he's going through the atmosphere, as long uh, as well as the guy who jumps and tackles Jason to make him go through.
2: Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, see. I uh, I would see that movie <laughs> if it didn't sound horrible. Um Dude, it's great. And then but the thing that saves it is that Guy Pierce is friggin' amazing. Like he does his very best, Kurt Russell, in this movie. And it's great. Like he is doing sort of a sneak pluskin. Like he's always the uh the the hero that doesn't really want to be there. Like he would rather be off doing this uh, you know, just doing anything else um he doesn't really want to save people for the right reasons um and so all of that is great all of his dialogue is wonderful all his little jokes are really fun uh so when he's on screen it's it's fantastic um so it's not like a boring movie it's just not they could have had a really awesome like you know taken level action movie where you know it it's sort of fills a niche more than it is a instant classic um but they just sort of drop the ball on too much stuff and there is this whole plot going on on Earth about why he gets in jail in the first place. That's just nonsense. Like all this stuff about him trying to find a case, and you just—I don't know movie why looks it's like there.
0: nonsense to me. I, no, I think because, because I, if if the jail was crashing into Earth, I'd let it crash Earth because it'd burn up in the atmosphere. Well, it's really really big.
2: It wouldn't entirely burn up in the atmosphere. Yeah, it's—I like it's huge. Everybody'd be dead. Yeah, Who cares? and it crashing into Earth is not really the problem. Like it's not till the oh. end, it's not till later in the movie that that is a thing. Like it's really the we have to save the hostages on the jail because um, I mean, for the most part, the dudes in jail don't want to crash into Earth because then they die. Yeah, you if know? I was
0: the United States Navy, I would just shoot it out of the air with a missile because they've done that before.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Ooh. movie over. Oh
0: man, the
2: uh, um, uh, guy Pierce was just cast in Iron Man three, yeah. That'll be great. Yeah. Um, anyway, the other thing I saw this week as my David Mamet movie uh, was The Verdict with Paul Newman, which is one of the earlier David Mamet scripts um, before he was directing them. It's actually directed by Sidney Lumet, maybe one of the last great Sidney Lumet movies. Um, and uh, it's fantastic. If you have never seen, if you're somebody who likes sort of those um you know courtroom drama kind of movies. It's really good and sort of special in in that genre because it's it's not really about the murder case that's going on, or it's not even a murder really because the woman's just in a coma. Um, it's not really about the case as much. As it is is uh, Paul Newman's character when he starts off is like literally an ambulance chaser, pretty much like he's he's going to funerals and pretending that he is related to the person who died, and then like handing out his business card. Uh, to try and get like the case, you know, in if if they died in any kind of questionable way, he wants to be the one to get the case. Uh and he's this alcoholic and like he he gets thrown out of a funeral home. Like you just you see this guy and you're just like this guy is a piece of shit. Um but he has this one case that he's working on uh and he like he even says at one point the line today I changed my life and from then on you, the reason that you care about whether or not he wins the case is because you know that if he wins the case, he will have successfully turned his life around and like, saved his own soul. Whereas if he loses that case, you're afraid that he's going to turn back into that guy before who was just some piece of shit that you don't really care about. Um, you're really entertaining Brad over there. He's fallen asleep. No, I just got... He's had a long day. My, my headache. Oh, uh, Okay. <laughs> And just like any other David Mamet movie, it, the the dialogue is fantastic. Though it's based on a novel, so it's not all his dialogue, I, I would assume. Um, but it, it's fantastic. So, it's, how many of those movies are
0: there? That uh, David, da- Mamet David Mamet. David Mamet movies been involved in. Is there a lot? Uh,
2: no. I mean, it's let's see. I was
0: just wondering if yours is going to be as uh, Impressive as my Robert Downey Jr. list.
2: Thirty-nine, thirty-nine in total. Which are I
0: probably won't see finishing. them all. I am far from finishing it. Um. Hey, if you want to give me twenty eight bucks to buy nineteen sixty nine on DVD, i D, I'll take it.
1: Don't forget to read that person's comment. Uh well.
2: Yeah, um there's he's credited on thirty nine movies, but I won't see them all. I don't really give a shit about Hoffa. Wow. What? I said that's it. That's <laughs> just Jack I'm, taking a, I'm taking a, a strong stance on that. Is it really? Maybe I'll I see
1: Hoffa. Oh yeah, you're right.
2: It is. Alright, maybe I'll see Hoffa. We'll it's more see- the movies like Heist and uh, Spartan. I I'll probably watch Ronin again. And some of them I've seen, you know, The Spanish Prisoner I've seen, you know. So I don't have to watch all of them. Though so I will probably rewatch The Spanish Prisoner. Have you Have you seen that? No. Oh, it's good. Uh it's uh Steve Martin in like a serious kind of role cuz it's like a con movie, but with Steve Martin in it. Nice. It's really good. Anyway, that's all I've seen.
1: Brad? Uh I watched RoboCop 3.
2: How is that movie? I haven't seen that in a long time. I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. It's, uh, I really like Robocop too. Maybe I should go home and watch Robocop three. What do you think
1: Um, sure, why not? I mean, oh <laughs> I don't really want to go home and watch Robocop 3. in Robocop three Robocop is almost feels like he's a guest star in his own movie. Yeah, the movie's more about these rebels in Detroit who because um, o c p gets taken over by a Japanese corporation and they decide that in order to finish building Delta city, they need to liquidate all the crime areas of Detroit. So, uh, they invent this program where they say they're, they're just going to take all these poor people and put them in camps. Um, and then redevelop the areas, but they're actually just taking them and killing them and, uh, treating them like shit. Um, so this like British private, uh, military gets hired and they go through and then, uh, Robocop doesn't stand for it anymore so he rebels against uh and then uh, re- rebels against OCP and gets beat up and then for most of the movie Robocop's either um getting beat up or uh out of commission cuz uh his wiring is all screwed up um and there's like three times in the movie where it, there's like there must be seven different armor suits ready to go for robocop because he gets like hit with grenades and <laughs> set on fire and it, and then in the next scene he'll be perfectly like spotless clean um <laughs> after taking like a big impact in the chest like the front's all dented but like in the next scene he's all they've pressed it all back out and stuff it's kind of ridiculous and then the rebels uh um like it's it's more about them like Robocop shows up later with a jetpack, and that special effect is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> flying around, uh,
0: remember Orion Pictures? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, he's flying around. It's like this flat, you know, cutout of Robocop <laughs> flying around. Is this yeah. the
0: Robocop that rated PG thirteen?
1: Um, I think are, this was are there only R? three? I think they're all rated R. Uh, I think one's like not rated R. To tell you the truth, if it's if there is one, it's this one. <laughs> And then, yeah, the finale is, like, it builds up to the military storming, you know, this uh, poor area street. And then, uh, you know, they build it up, and then a couple shots are fired, and then Robocop flies in and just takes out the tank, and it's over. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, and then there's a uh, there's a, um, a cyborg ninja from the Japanese corporation. Of course. That gets sent out to fight Robocop, and then uh, Robocop takes that guy out and, like, Oh, the other thing, RoboCop doesn't show up until 30 minutes into the movie. Ooh. Yeah. Weird. I counted. I was watching my DVD player. I was like, he's not here yet. Uh."
0: I did that in a couple of Robert Downey Jr. movies. I'm like, where the fuck is he in this movie?
1: One hour into it. Yeah. But anyway, the cyborg comes in, fights RoboCop. He takes him out. And then when they finally confront the military guy, the head military guy at the end of the movie, uh, two more cyborgs. They're like him show up. Liar. Like, where, <laughs> where did they get those extra cyborgs? They're, you know, they're just holding on to him just in case. And then they have like the worst uh, ninja fight scene ever where they just kind of do like Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi in episode four. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of clash the lightsabers back and forth <laughs> like clank, clank. Sp- and then like, Ro- I think RoboCop ducked and then they killed each other. <laughs> And then RoboCop puts on the jetpack and fires it up and it burns the military guy's feet and he takes off and grabs the hostages and <laughs> flies out of there. Nice. It's, that movie sounds amazing. It's so ridiculous.
2: Now that you've watched the last one, are you going to watch uh, the RoboCop cartoon series?
1: There's a cartoon series? There was. I know it was a live action series, which I have seen.
2: <laughs> oh, RoboCop 3 is also the first one where Peter Weller does not play RoboCop. That's right.
1: I didn't remember that. Ooh. The, the other guy looks like him. Doesn't sound like him, though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but and it is PG-13. Yeah. Uh,
1: there was no spines and brains in jars or Yeah. <laughs> I
0: love RoboCop. Is it too where he smashes that brain into the ground and yeah. it just yeah. disintegrates <laughs> yeah. or goes into chunky pieces? It's awesome.
2: That's the best way to make sure your villain doesn't come back in a sequel. <sighs> Heck Though may, yeah. from the sounds of it maybe they should have found a way to got that get that villain back for the sequel. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's some really good cool ideas in the movie as far as, you know, there being more sophisticated robots to fight RoboCop and um like looking more into the uh it's kind of like a 1% thing going on in the movie where you know all the rich people are trying to get rid of all the poor people and stuff in yeah. really shady ways um but also there's the cinematography of the movie there's a lot of ripped off shots from the first movie just recreated uh, hmm. like, like like the glaring one was in the first one when the police start firing on RoboCop and he's like crawling away just getting blasted apart uh, he's crawling on the ground with the, like the light behind him. Uh, that same thing is recreated again with like the military sh- shooting him down, and he's crawling away. Um, and there's some other stuff, but anyway. So, did you watch anything else, Brad? Uh, I thought you were gonna ask another question. Yeah, I also watched <laughs> The Rocketeer. Nice. Have you ever
2: seen The Rocketeer before? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, you watched
1: it in HD this time, and um,
2: oh, cool. How was that Blu-ray?
1: Some of the effects. Uh, I watched it on TV. Oh, is on, sci-fi channel I think. Oh, okay. Um, the special effects are a little questionable. Yeah, especially when he like uh, puts on the rocket pack and gets in the back of the pickup truck and they, yep. sh- yeah, <laughs> like that thing would just tumble, <laughs> burn <Yeah>. up <laughs> and explode. But um, no, because he's got
2: a rudder on it now.
1: But the the speed it's going like. <laughs> no, I know.
2: <laughs> uh And all, like it's kidding. not
1: like a street; it's like the backwoods. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Uh, but I. Yeah, it's it's a fun fun movie. I I was struck by like how many side people are really famous right now. Yeah. From that movie. Um like
2: Aaron Arkin is in that movie.
1: Yeah, Alan Arkin's in it. Um Jan from The Office is, is the lounge singer. She's kinda cute. In the uh, the, oh. south, the South Pacific, South Pacific, yeah. Club. Right. S- south Seas Club. South Seas Club, yeah. Um obviously Jennifer Connolly made it big. Um the from the killing is the politician guy is the Rocketeer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's gotten old. I mean, he's um, been around for a while. Yeah. He's, um, he's had, we he's saw had his signature a, today. A low-profile um, uh, career. Yeah. He's been in some big stuff, but he just didn't notice. Yeah.
2: He, he's almost turned into sort of something of a character actor.
1: Yeah. Obviously. Because that
2: movie didn't do well enough. If, if that movie had done as well as it should have, um, then his career probably would have been different. But... Uh, William Sanderson
1: from Deadwood and Blade Runner is one of the guys at the bar.
2: It's really a shame that movie didn't blow up. It yeah. was one of
1: my favorites when I was a kid. It seemed like it should have been like a big movie. yeah. Like it should have been, you know, a huge blockbuster at the time. But, um, but there's also some silly things which I forgot to write down. But anyway, I saw that. So that's <laughs> it. That's it. That's all I got rocketeer so we're seeing
0: um before we go on just before we do the comic thing uh, just remember you can follow us on twitter real underscore nerds you can also email us directly at real nerds at gmail.com you can send and leave us comments at real nerds.tumblr.com like fauna fox this week mentioned on my robert downey jr list that i made a mistake i mislabeled the director of kiss kiss bang bang which i seem like an idiot But she also said that I had good insights into movies, and she enjoyed my list. That was really nice of her. Yeah, thank thank you, Fauna Fox. (laughs) So so thanks, Fauna Fox. And if you're a guy, I'm sorry. (laughs) It just sounds like it'd be a woman to me because it's Fauna. And Fox. And Fox. But hey, you know, in Metal Gear Solid, Fox was a chick too. (laughs) It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. You never know. So, yeah, thanks. Hey, send us your comments and stuff. We appreciate it. We'll read them on the air. We'll read them on the air. Um, if these guys would actually write a blog that was interesting, then um, they could talk about it. I'm working
2: on it. I want my
0: first But people content. always comment on my blogs, you know, like Star <laughs> Wars Episode 2 and stuff. I'm just waiting. Just because you put
1: copyrighted pictures in yours. <laughs> uh,
0: copyrighted that um, I'm not making any money off of, and it's the movie posters. What are they going to do? So, James. Uh, Speaking of comics. Last week, I picked uh, my favorite comics that i've been reading lately do you have a comic for me this week
2: yeah absolutely i do uh and this is the book that every time it is in my stack it's the one on the top and it's the one i read like i read it right away there have been times because i get my comics shipped to me from my old store in fort collins so i only get them like once a month there have been times where i might make a special trip to a comic shop just to pick up this the an issue of this just because really? i don't want to wait uh and it's lock and key um huh. A Lock and Key is amazing. Uh, it's written by Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son, uh, though he got famous on his own name before he revealed whose father he was. Though, if you look at a picture of him, yeah. you know right away, <laughs> yeah. uh, to be fair. But still, this is a book. Uh, it's The art is by Gabriel Rodriguez, and it's gorgeous. And it's about this house in sort of the New England area on an island And inside of that house, there are all of these magical keys and all of the magical keys go to certain doors. Um, And if you use them properly, they do different things. The first one that they find is the death door, where if you unlock the door with that key and walk through that door, your body drops dead. You turn into a ghost and then you can go around and do ghost things and then come back to your body and get back up. Um, And it's all simple little ideas like that. But he has... Uh, built this whole mythology of where all this stuff comes from and so it's kind of like you know like lost or something like that where uh you're following these these kids as they start to you know explore this world and there's so much detail in there that you're just fascinated with every every new thing that you learn you're like how did that get there and what um and right now he's actually telling that backstory in a in a series called clockworks uh and so it's it's fantastic to get to see where all these little things all these things that he has hinted at in the first three books um are are getting explained now um and it's really wonderful if you like stephen king horror if you like horror in general um i would say you know if it's if if you don't want to see any kind of gore or violence or anything then yeah you should avoid this book but if you're okay with a little gore and a little violence then you should check it out cuz it's it's fantastic
1: i'm more than okay with little gore and violence <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah no i agree i you let me read the first two books and they're really
0: good oh yeah and the, it, yeah so it's cool yeah good choice james yeah, yeah yeah thank you so next week we will continue and uh, who knows what it'll be next week who knows who knows anyways this week we saw two movies we did the first movie we saw was a documentary It is called Comic-Con, Episode 4, A Fan's Hope. I always get those mixed up. Worst title ever. Yeah, it's not very good. But should people go see this movie, Brad?
1: Absolutely. James?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're interested in the
2: subject matter, you know.
0: See, I don't even think you have to be interested in the subject matter because I still think it's a really entertaining movie. I want to show it to my mom. And I think people should go see it because I also think there's a misunderstanding of... The culture. Yeah. So I think if people see this, there is a part
2: of me that wants to show it to my folks, that's for sure. They should
0: watch it um roll trailer. First time I took a peek next to a stormtrooper and a Klingon. That could
2: only happen at Comic-Con.
3: Okay, we're good. Right,
2: I was looking at my hotel room window and I saw three Ninja Turtles really impatiently checking their watches.
3: Right me. You have to check
0: that in. in the mind of every comic fiend, Comic-Con is just the answer to all your prayers. It's like heaven and as much as like they always tell you, when you go to heaven, everything you've ever lost is going to come back to you.
2: I want to get in already My wife's not too ecstatic about this whole toy collecting thing Let's go, let's go But I will not leave that con unless I have those figures Comic-Con is a job fair for comic book industry It's just uh, jump into the
3: fire, as Duran Duran would say
0: I read comics every day as a kid, and I really, really want to, to do this so badly. Entry
2: 11! Comic-Con is, is a great place for exposure. And it's a big chance for me to get myself out there. It's about getting all your friends together and going on a suicide mission. And that's what this is. It's a suicide mission for my future.
3: I am
0: Like I'm the Flash and I can just move through solid objects. i can go back in time and tell like 11-year-old
3: me, like, one day, not only do you go to Comic Con, you go to Comic Con every year, so much so that like you get greeted by Stan Lee when you show up, yeah. you know? And the 11-year-old me would be like, how did we get so fat?
0: The cool thing about this movie is is they intercut real people that go to this show yeah. with the celebrities that have been have become known for Comic Con and that's, you know, Kevin Smith, Joss Whedon, yeah. all those guys. And uh it probably helps that Joss Whedon's executive producer on it, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but the it's a really interesting movie. I mean I I didn't know what what to expect. I knew that these guys were in it, but I didn't know they followed uh four or five different people
1: this started with just four, and then halfway through the movie, they introduce two like two other characters that are, have a like a shorter story. Yeah,
0: because I mean, I don't know how long you keep it on the collector guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who the oh oh right the collector. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And but, then
1: the guy who wants to propose to his girlfriend.
0: Yeah, but that was actually kind of a big arc in the movie. I thought that proposing to the girlfriend, yeah, that, did, yeah. Uh, like the big finale. Yeah, because yeah. it was it was great, and you know the the whole thing. I mean, it opens with you know Joss Whedon telling you that you know people don't understand that this place is huge and how big it's become and uh it's really interesting, you know. And what you, it feels like for it, the people who are there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and it, Denver's also represented in it through Mile High Comics, which is it is the biggest comic book warehouse in the world, uh, evidently. But uh it's kind of cool. You know, I I I don't know, I shouldn't say it, but the guy for uh, Mile High Comics is kind of interesting because He loves his comic books, and he needed money so bad that he busted out uh, Red Raven number 1, which I guess is an old Marvel um, comic book under the Timely imprint. So uh, I guess he could sell it for $500,000, but he really doesn't want to sell it because it's so rare.
2: Yeah, it was kind of neat because he's walking this fine line between being a collector and being a businessman where, like, he has a store that he wants to keep going, but the truth is that warehouse full of all those comics that he has is also kind of his collection, and those yeah. things that, you know, the really expensive issues that he has are the ones that he wants to keep rather than sell to some other collector, you know, uh, which was was interesting. And the other, the other great thing about that arc is that that's the one that shines some light on the fact that Comic-Con is huge and these people all go there every year and how fantastic it is, but how... Uh, I, I think it was Matt Fraction who said how low on the totem pole comics actually is at that yeah. convention and that 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 is an industry that is sort of suffering in the midst of being like, basically piggybacked. by Yeah, exactly. Like everything you know, that people in comics love is getting adopted into all these other things and people love that stuff and they're going in and, and spending money on that stuff, but they're not spending money on the comics. Uh, and that was that was fascinating. It was, but and he had a great
0: line. I, I, he said that you know he's talking about Nicolas Cage and how Nicolas Cage <laughs> is with a woman who made him sell his Superman number one and <laughs> all this stuff. And he said, "There's three billion women in the world, but there's only a few great comic book stories." <laughs> yeah. and uh, it's kind of funny. Yeah, dumped the wrong
1: thing. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, he said that that's about the time you you figure out you need to get a new woman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. You know, they also got the. Uh, the girl
0: who I was actually impressed with who did, made her own costumes and yeah, she was she's... really into it and she made an animatronic head and,
2: and that one her was, friend, and her friends. That one was crazy because like, uh, well, in fact, two of the stories that they followed through Comic-Con are were big stories that year. Yeah, The, the engagement was a thing that, like, like, I had even seen the jokes that Kevin Smith makes during that scene mm-hmm. before because I'd seen the YouTube clips of when that actually happened. Really? Um, and then, the yeah, that the girl who made the, the Mass Effect 2 costumes, those things have been passing around the internet for two years now because they're so impressive. Um, like, that was the other thing that was just huge. Like, look how cool this is that somebody made a giant Krogan head, and then it was interesting that that was... Who this documentary was following? Yeah, um, I mean, it means that they clearly like did some research and knew, you know, went out there and figured out, okay, which of these people are are actually going to be pretty interesting to follow and and are doing something really exciting. Because um, then they also do that with there are two guys who want to be comic book artists mm-hmm. who we follow them through their efforts to try and get found uh, as artists yeah, at Comic Con, um, and they're. I think it's kind of clear that they sort of picked they picked one guy whose art is just awesome. Oh, and his just, art's you amazing. You knew he was going to take off. Yeah. And the other guy who his art was good, but it wasn't quite there yet. Yeah. And like he was the one that you 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 had to watch him sort of struggle through and learn some lessons through Comic Con, um, and that was that was fantastic. Yeah,
0: it was. A, you know yeah, his Hulk was amazing. Yeah, I even thought he had this guy. really cool uh, Silver Surfer that he did too. I don't remember that. Uh, But yeah, I mean, so that was cool to see that. I mean, that guy was talented. And Uh, you could tell. I mean, even his page layouts and the people that were in the pages and telling stories, he definitely has it. So I think he could eventually make
1: it. It's so funny to see, like, he lives in a world where... It's very mundane, so when he goes to San Diego, just, like, a tall building impresses him, you know? Yeah, because
0: where is he from? Uh, North Dakota, a military base. He's in the Air Force. Yeah. Because
1: yeah. So yeah, he was on the phone with his
2: daughter and said something about, it. I'm standing next to the, the tallest building you'll, you've ever imagined. And, like, I'm like, that's, a f- that's like, a 30-story building. Like, okay. yeah,
1: that's not really that tall. You know the Empire State Building ex- exists, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's it, so Sears it, Tower. And that's
2: not even that tall anymore. And Space
1: Needle. Huh. So it was, it was really cool, and... I liked how they also, like, the other guy who wasn't quite as good as a drawer, they didn't just end his story like, I quit, I'm getting out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. He actually learned that, you know, it's not going to happen overnight, you have to work as hard as all these other people have. Yeah,
0: yeah, and you know, he, it was interesting too, because he realized it when he was at Kinko's, and he saw the other artists, I mean, there was a Batman yeah. that some dude was copying that was really good, Yeah, and he, he learned, he like, said, maybe I'm not quite good enough yet, and... Yeah. You could. T- I mean, he knew how to draw. There is no question with that. But mm-hmm. you know, it's just the guy from Dark Horse. I think said it best. He said, "You know, you just you're not telling a story. You're just looking at pictures and you're drawing yeah. them. Tell me a story." And then he said, "Well, do you want my portfolio?" He said, "No. Come back with your next portfolio," because I think be he's right. One. You know, yeah. work harder at it, and who knows? Because you're
2: talented, just keep on working at it. Yeah. And so in fact, there, like he, that guy had even said to him, like, part of it is, is you need to find your own kind of style. Yeah. Um and then of course at the end you he's uh making his own comic book so yeah, clearly and it teaches he's Yeah, you, teaches your own style, you know. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Did you guys know that Harry Knowles was confined to a wheelchair? No.
0: I did not either it's probably the diabetes. Probably. I don't know. And Stan Lee is amazing. Who doesn't love yeah. Stan Lee? Mm. Every time I see him, you know, it's just he just has so much enthusiasm. I think Stan Lee's ninety two. Something like that. Eighty late 80s early 90s i think he's he's 90 this year and it's uh it's really cool to see you know i love him he's just high and everybody's going down an escalator and yeah you think it might be because the cameras are on him but you
1: talk no, to he's anybody he's like that all the time he's like that
0: all the time just has a great attitude about everything he does and you know uh you know the little boy was so excited to see stanley and it was really <laughs> cute yeah and when he, he brought up that silver surfer comic and he he said can i just ask you one question and Stan Lee, you know, typical Stan Lee. Of course you can ask me one question. And he said, what's your favorite superhero? And Stan Lee, of course, says Silver Surfer. A lot of people know that about Stan Lee, but it is his favorite superhero. And uh, the kid was shocked. He says, really, Silver Surfer? And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. And when people said Stan was a man, he says, I like your taste. And yeah. it was great. He's just so lovable. He is. And I love hearing him tell stories. Hi, like Um yeah it was really good and people yep. should check it out should check it out it's awesome I had fun watching it and I was I was grinning pretty much the whole time through the movie
1: yeah I felt the same way about the art today when we're, we were going through the comics fest looking <laughs> at other people's portfolios and of course I'm trying to make our graphic novel I'm just like oh man <laughs> how do I ever expect to sell this thing when there's all this other great stuff you know yep. from all these other people well I
0: won't worry about that Brad you have your own distinct style so you don't have to worry about that stuff
1: yeah, I hope people like crap, because that's what i mean. <laughs> I love <laughs> crap.
2: I eat crap all day.
0: He does eat crap. Just mounds of it. Mountains of crap. Mountains. So,
1: Speaking of shit. No, I was kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we saw another movie this weekend, guys. Uh, but this is an older movie. In fact, this movie is 30 years old this year. Yeah. Is it? It is. 1982. Brad, uh, should people go and see the Rathacon or should they put it in if they have it? Is it on Blu-ray
2: yet? Should
1: people watch The Wrath of Khan if they've yeah. never seen it? There is no reason to not watch The Wrath of Khan after 30 years. It is worth your time. Yeah. It will entertain <laughs> the Khan out of you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You, you uh, will live long and prosper for having watched it. Nice.
2: Boo. It is, it is a movie that stands up, I think, really well. And me, have never
0: seen it. I say yes. You should go see that movie because it's awesome. Uh, can, <laughs> can you, can, <laughs> oh, you can you find a trailer for it? Or I don't know. Um, Here, maybe. maybe. Yeah, whatever. So, hey, it might be a trailer. Maybe Brad will just run the trailer for the new Star Trek movie. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know.
3: <laughs> there isn't a trailer for this new Star Trek Beyond the darkness, beyond the human evolution, is Khan, a genetically superior tyrant. Exiled to a barren planet. Banished by a starship commander he is destined to destroy. Left for dead, he has survived. I'll chase him round the moons of Nibia, and round the Antares Maelstrom, and round Tarditian's flames before I give him up. There she is. There she is. Ah! Shield's collapsing, Captain. Can you defay your power? A few shots, son Not enough against their shields. The base is stubborn. Scotty. I need warp speed in three minutes or we're all dead. I've done far worse than kill you. I've hurt you. And I wish to go on hurting you. I shall leave you as you left me. Maroon for all eternity. Buried alive. Buried alive. Sean! Sean! At the end of the universe lies the beginning of vengeance. Star Trek: Two, The Wrath of Khan, opens at a theater near you, June fourth. Um, so,
0: going into the movie, I've never seen it. I'm not a big Star Trek fan. I have a, I've always had a problem with how hokey it is. Um. I don't yeah. know why. You know what I mean? I just, I just could never get into it. Yeah. And even though I'm a nerd, I love Star Wars, but Star Trek was always off putting to me. And after I saw the J.J. Abrams Star Trek, I'm like, oh, I kind of like these characters. You know, I'd like to see where they come come from. Brad then showed me Star Trek VI, which I thought, oh, you know, that's a pretty, that's an okay movie. Oh yeah, okay. So you've seen Star Trek? VI. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. Uh, so I had no preconceived notions about Wrath of Khan. That's... I just heard that it's a good movie.
2: That's an interesting one to show you first cuz that is maybe I would say maybe the best representation of what Star Trek should be because that's a movie that is more about like, you know, political intrigue and yeah. that kind of stuff rather than the action movie that that Khan and the new Star Trek
1: are. Yeah, it's it's my favorite of the 6 and yeah. uh, we were doing a commentary which got lost but, yeah uh, uh, somewhere in but yeah it, it, it kind of I feel like it also blends like the next generation and the original together because the next yeah. generation is very political and more about ideas whereas the original is uh, exploration and uh,
2: and it's more just as a, as a movie it is more modern and so yeah. the the CG stands up more and yeah like but that. I, I will say this CG, I
1: did not know
0: uh, that that movie would be so witty um, yeah. like there's really genuine funny the thing, parts in it you know i my favorite character in it is Bones, because I didn't know so many uh, famous lines actually came from that movie. I don't know if it came from that movie, but the,
2: damn it, Jim,
0: and uh, yeah. are you out of your Vulcan mind? Stuff like that just yeah. killed yeah. me. Yeah, And uh, William Shatner is really good in it.
2: Now you you should go back and rewatch J.J. from Star Trek again and see just how amazing Carl Urban's bones. Well, you know what? Because that's what blew me away when I first when saw that movie. When I was watching Khan and they were
0: in that simulation, what's the name of the test? The Kobayashi Maru. The Kobayashi And he does
2: it in that Star Trek. I'm like, yeah. "Oh, now I get it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why everybody was laughing so much every time yeah. he would uh, also because we know the payoff is So it's kind of cool that JJ
0: J. Abrams is really fan service. Yeah. I I I'll, I'll be honest, though, I was really concerned at the very beginning when they were doing the simulation and they were dying and they died really hokey. I mean, like, Yeah, the they, hell did, they did this? the old starship
1: the, acting. It caught me that like that too the first time I saw it. Yeah. 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 It was like what is going on? Like, yeah. But no, I they were, were
2: doing it the way that they did back on the TV show. And then, of course, when there's actual explosions, yeah. they move the camera yeah. and throw dudes across the room. Yeah. yeah, but no, I mean,
0: I thought the movie was really good, uh, surprisingly, because again, I'm not. I, it's hard for me to get into those movies, but um, yeah, no. As you know, as soon as William Shatner came in and started saying his lines and started kind of owning the movie, yeah. I, I really got into it. And then he had his little thing with bones at his apartment it was really good.
2: Yeah, I had forgotten how great Shatner is in that movie and how much that movie is really. you know sort of his story because it's
1: tailored to him yeah
2: because i had thought about it as you know sort of this action movie with khan and all of that and that's all the stuff i remember but i had forgotten that whole thing about you know him not being in command anymore and the way that that he's struggling with that um and those scenes ground everything that happens and so and and they are they're so witty and fun that it completely changes the way that you like you're actually and I invested will say, in them you, more than a, um, an action movie.
0: I, I've never, again, I've only seen that one Star Trek. And, you know, uh, William Shatner is always picked on for being not a good actor and I, the way he says things. But, you know, I actually thought he was really good in that. And yeah. I found myself actually rooting for him to be in charge of the Enterprise. Because, you know, they're going on this training mission, and I said, why don't they just put him in charge of it? He's, <laughs> he can do this. Why is she yeah. flying it out of the dug? What the, what the hell's going on in this? And it's kind of interesting that you just want to you root for him to be the guy in charge. And
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: so it was really cool.
2: Did you cry at the end? No. Did you know that Spock dies? I did. Oh, okay. Because we had asked you that right before. Well, yeah, I mean, I, sort I, of
0: I didn't know it was in that movie, but I knew he died, died at eventually. some point. Yeah, because you knew. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the when I saw him, called The Search for Spock. Yeah. And when I saw him get up, I'm like, oh, he's going to be able to put them into warp speed and yeah, was, I almost said hyperspace
1: was ah. was it at least heart tugging like did you feel
3: well,
0: I thought you an
1: emotion from that scene' Because well, that's like a classic like you know i i, death, I do death scene, I
0: do love uh Shatner's little um soliloquy at the end where he says, uh you know of all of all the souls in the universe, yeah. his is the most human yeah. human, yeah yeah, you know, I thought that was really cool. Uh, the only part that I think the part that took me out of it was Scotty playing bagpipes. Yeah. like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so <Yeah>. wait, what? <laughs> uh, all Scottish people know how to play bagpipes
2: yeah. in space. And if
0: there's I only really have one complaint about the whole movie and that's Chekhov. I think Yeah, Chekhov
2: terrible. is not great. But it's certainly not ro- 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 uh, Roberto Montebond's chest.
1: Ricardo, Ricardo Montebon's yeah. chest. Of uh, course. It- <laughs> How did you like the chess match between Kirk and Khan, like, one oh, up, no, one I each other? You know, I,
0: I knew that uh, Kirk had something up his sleeve, yeah. because why would he be telling Spock, you know, leave in two hours? I'm like, that doesn't even make any sense. Days will seem like minutes, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so you got that right away. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> so, I, yeah. And, I mean, it was really cool, though. I like the, the. you know, you said I might be a little taken back by the the graphics. I actually thought the computer 3D stuff actually looked pretty cool for the time. I thought the only thing that didn't look that cool was the lasers coming out of the ships, but the ship models yeah. themselves looked amazing. Yeah, and because I mean they did such a good job. I could tell just by if the camera they were flying over the top if it was the Reliant or the Enterprise. I mean I recognize that immediately. Right. So I think that shows that they did a really good job on building them, the ships and
1: yeah, yeah some of those nebula effects and stuff uh, in space yeah. are, really hold up. Yeah, I, I think too uh, the print wasn't very good. It seemed no, the print really
0: was dark. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: The, yeah, the print wasn't great. The audio, especially,
0: the audio it was, was, awful, was, was yeah. messed up. there I was,
1: like, s- a scene or two that were chopped. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I still enjoyed it. And I think even... I could see why uh, Khan is such a, uh iconic villain. Not so much that I don't think his acting is always the best in it. But <laughs> but I think there's moments, you know, when he's telling uh, Kirk that, I'll f- go anywhere to kill you. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are really cool scenes.
2: Yeah. And, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the the shame is that, like the the truth is, is that all of his great lines are stolen from literature somewhere but they're delivered so great that yeah. you're just like oh that's uh, that's okay yeah. that's okay
1: makes them
0: th- their own yeah any he, uh he's really smart but i i yeah i loved when uh kirk was uh i forget what he said something about your a superior intellect what did it do for you or like a poor marksman you keep missing the target uh, yeah. yes yeah oh man oh so, i'm laughing, <laughs> I'm laughing yeah, yeah. at the it's superior yeah yeah it's like enough. i don't have to kill you because yeah. he's so yeah. uh you know uh, there's just little things that i i didn't th- really think i'd enjoy the movie as much as i did but you know when he's uh he has con on the screen and he turns his back to him and he's <laughs> he's you know <laughs> fucking with his shields and stuff because yeah when it comes to being a Starfleet captain, uh, Kirk knows way more than Khan could ever hope to imagine. Yeah, exactly. And uh, no matter what your superior intellect from nineteen ninety six is, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: William yeah. Shatner knows knows more. A guy from twenty two something probably knows more than you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good. It's really
0: so. Good. Yeah, cool. I'm glad you liked it. The only yeah. thing I didn't like is I knew that some dude was going to yell Khan in the movie. I knew it.
2: And you knew it was going to be the douche who, at the end of the movie, was like sitting there explaining where Khan came from and all. And I know. T- trying to show off how much he knows about Star Trek. And what Star I told what I
0: tell you or Brad, I said, well, they explained it in the fucking movie where he came from. Yeah. You don't have to be a Star Trek fan. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Chekhov told the whole story. Actually, he told some of it.
2: And then Khan would say,
0: and what did that do? <laughs> and then che-
2: yeah. Chekov. Chekhov's terrible. <laughs> He is. Oh, it was great uh, on the on the Blu-ray for the new Star Trek. Uh, there's a little interview with um, what's his name who Anton plays Yelchin. Anton Yelchin, um, and he was he's talking about. He's brilliant Yeah, well, and and he um, he his grandparents are actually Russian, so he's actually sort of and and they had that thick Russian accent when he was growing up, so he knew it fairly well, like he knew how to do it. But the problem is, is he that um Chekhov is famous for not being able to do um uh these always doing like nuclear vessels you know um but that is not a russian thing so like that's how horrible his acting is, is that he didn't even listen to how russians do their their you know thick russian accent before doing those those movies um i mean it's it, it's too bad because he could be really good.
0: But. And I'll just say one last little quick thing. I love the uh, scene where they went on to the uh, space station. And I loved how the camera would move from sh- uh, Kirk to Spock to what was the name of Kirstie Alley's character? Slavic?
2: No, yeah, Slavic.
1: Sa- Savic. Savic.
0: Savic. And like, it would, the camera didn't stop moving. They just move in between
2: doors. And so I thought that was really cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, one complaint I do have is like, why is there a rat on that space station? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know
2: that was that totally distracted me for a while. Like, yeah, Weird. supposed to be. I'm supposed. supposed to be a tense sequence where you know he's gonna find these dead bodies, but I'm constantly thinking mm-hmm. about why are there rats here? Why yeah. would you introduce? rats So, did they on ever the say station? in Star Trek set your phasers to kill? Um, be sweet. No, they they usually just say set your phasers to stun, uh, and that's I, I don't even know if that is in the original series. I feel like that's sort of a next gen kind of thing. Well, they said it in the that movie.
1: Yeah, I think then, it, they did. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I don't know about the kill part. I think I because they all, I think most it of the time they once you know. So I yeah. guess it's it's default
0: is kill, and then you have to set it to stun so you don't kill them.
2: <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> I
0: want to be part of Starfleet Academy.
2: I think it's mostly just that they it's it's something that the characters say to remind us that when they shoot somebody here in a second, they're not going to kill them. They're doing it to. So why aren't those
1: movies on Blu-ray?
0: Uh,
2: they, they are. are. I have they one. are. Are they? Yeah. I'll go buy the second one. Yeah,
1: that's good. Well, they're not individual. Fuck! I'm not buying it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. I think it's all in one collection now. The eventually they will be. Wait. No, I guess they did the the DVD. There was that with the when the Blu-rays came out, they also had like a first contact, Star Trek 6, Star Trek 4, Star Trek 2, uh release. But I don't know if there's a Blu-ray version of those. There might be. That's all right. Don't quote me on that. Uh,
2: yeah, there is. You can buy just thirteen ninety nine. You can buy Rattlecon Blu ray on its own. Oh. Sweet. Yep. So are you can watch four now. Yeah, we'll see.
1: It's pretty funny. Four,
2: yeah, four, four. You have to look, go into expecting to be entertained as like a more of a comedy, fun romp movie. More than, I mean, that movie is about whales. So well, I mean, I have
0: no reason not to see him now.
1: <laughs> and of course, First Contact is a zombie movie, so never, yeah, for First, Contact they You definitely people? need to see. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> sort of they assimilate people, it's like yeah, <laughs> <eating them>.
0: <laughs> cool, <laughs> they
1: become them, so yeah, and I'm glad you guys are relieved yeah I, I was
0: I was purposely not telling you guys how I felt. Yeah, I know. Because it I wanted, I wanted, I wanted you guys to be surprised.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, great! Those people behind us ruined it for him. Yeah, that that is the uh, one oh, thing. Oh, oh, almost, I would
0: almost, because this one girl was quoting the lines with them. Yeah, it's kind of annoying, but it did yeah. take too much. Congratulations!
1: Out you know all the words of the movie. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Cool. Do you want an
0: award? If we give you an award, will you go away? So next week, we don't know what we're seeing. The five-year engagement. Are we seeing the five-year engagement?
2: I think we're Raven? seeing the five-year engagement. <laughs> That's not, fine. Not Pirates of the Raven. Uh yeah no, yeah. I want to see Pirates. I, so getting would, good reviews. I would I would like. You mean Raven?
0: No, the Pirates Band of Misfits. Oh right right right. I forget about that. Maybe um, I'll take my little nephew.
2: Yeah I don't know. I would like to see that as well. So but hey. I think
0: five-year engagement. It's got Alison Brie, Jason Siegel. and it's written by Nick Stoller and Jason Siegel. Yeah, so it's probably pretty funny. It'll be good. Sweet. So you can Land follow defenders. us on Twitter once again, real underscore nerds. You can email us directly, realnerds at gmail dot com. You can also like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast, and you can read my amazing blogs at realnerds.tumblr.com. Until next week, I'm Ryan. Goodbye. Bye.
1: Do you want to talk about StarFest at all?
0: Did you want to talk about
2: StarFest?
1: Do you have anything to say? I was just checking. Oh, it was pretty cool.
2: We can sit here and jam about
1: StarFest for a minute. I can insert it earlier into the show.
2: No, or you just put it after the credits.
1: Bonus part. <laughs> but, yeah. Boner part. It was really cool.
2: Um, I'll probably write a little article about it, but uh, it was... So James has never was, been
1: to Starfest before.
2: Yeah, I've never been to a con before. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, it was like, it. Was, in certain places it was less than I expected, and there were other things that were really cool. Uh, yeah, I have to say it's hard for me to enjoy that one completely because I'm not
0: a big star f- Sci-Fi fan. Yeah, uh, I'm more of a, a comic book and horror movie fan, and I, I'm always really disappointed in their horror fest.
2: Oh, it, it was a, it was a joke. Like... Um,
0: but one of the things that always happens to me when I go to these is I find really rare action figures. Um, not last year, we went the year before, and I found a Resident Evil Two Claire Redfield with a zombie with its brain falling out <laughs> uh, action figure. Hmm. Um, And the year before that, I found the Buffy one, and this year I found the Green Goblin chase figure, which is really hard to find without the mask. Nice. So yeah, so that's kind of thing. And I I mean, I like some of the merchandise and stuff, but it's harder for me to get into that one. I still have fun going to them. Yeah. But
2: yeah, it was cool. I I think I enjoyed you know my time in the comic book section a little bit more, just because that is also sort of it's the it's the part where there was more to actually hold on to, whereas. The other, you know, the Starfest section was pretty much just like, here's some booths where you can buy some stuff, that some of which is stuff you can get anywhere, you know, mm-hmm. the t-shirts and the posters and stuff like that, like, you know, it's cool yeah. to have it all in one place, but... Um, yeah, and the panels never really interest me. Every yeah, time I, I mean, read I looked over the list of panels and I'm like, there's nothing really that...
0: I mean, if you want to argue about Wonder Woman's pants or booty shorts, then, I mean,
1: there's a panel for that.
2: yeah. Just but that's a clear that's a clear argument that paints win.
1: So, so uh, like model making or uh, prop making or yeah yeah
2: the ones that are like for a hobby if you wanted to get art, into that
1: none of those panels are you know behind the scenes of whatever show nothing.
0: But but to me the,
1: when you go to that one it doesn't seem like a real panel.
0: Like when I go to Comic Con I talk to the real directors like industry
1: back yeah you know? th- these yeah. ones seem like
0: they're fan and that's fine. It's just, it's harder for me to get into them. It says, you know, hey, we're going to talk about zombies, zombie protections. And then I, you know, it's some dude up there. He says, Oh, make sure you have a a machete.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's not a lot of. Yeah, I read the Max Brooks book. There's not a lot of authenticity behind it where.
0: um, And that's fine. I mean, if people get behind it and they're really excited about that's fine. I mean, that's their thing. Yeah. It's just harder for me to get excited about Joe Schmo talking about. Whatever, and then we saw some people doing some random dancing. Is really weird. Yeah,
2: what was
1: that? Was that for the costume thing? <laughs> was that in the atrium? Yeah, it's yeah, probably the masquerade show. Oh, okay. Their masquerade show left a lot to be desired.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but hey, I don't hands even off know what them. they were dressed up as. Yeah, mm. something from Star Trek because they were dancing to uh, Star Trekking across the universe. Yeah, I mean it's all right. I mean it's still fun.
0: I
1: mean I don't mind going. Would you guys ever dress up for it, like all the other people?
2: Um.
0: Uh, maybe I might make a Mequod
1: costume. That would be cool. <laughs> we
0: <laughs> could do Shake Frylock, and Mequod. <laughs> that would be sweet. I guess that I'd have to be Shake though,
2: because I'm the biggest dickhead here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I would. It'd have to be something special. I wouldn't. I'm. I'm not the kind of person who would want to like just show up and you know, like throw something together right at the end. You know. Like, would hey, have to pee in
1: my face and then went to Starfest. Like, you'd have to yeah, get something yeah. really, like, Yeah, like, like that impressive. was the thing.
2: When we were at Wendy's beforehand, I was we, Brian and I were talking about how, like, you know, you have the people who really devote themselves to it and come up with some cool stuff, you know, or even if they just show up in their Star Trek uniform. Like, that's cool, too. But the people who, like, that day, you know, throw some horns on their head and put some makeup on or, or you know, even the zombies, honestly. Yeah, like, I the see the, 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 like, oh, I'm supposed to, look, I've got this. Gore on my face and what was it's with the that fat guy fake fighting people when we were walking up yeah what was that did you, did see, you see that, that? no to like dude. to the right
0: of the door was just oh yeah yeah like just, yeah i should have busted yeah. my iphone and start recording it because yeah. <laughs> this really fat guy in an orange shirt just fake beating up these guys that were taking it i don't yeah and it wasn't it wasn't like, it wasn't they like were pretend. to be charlie brown it wasn't
2: <laughs> like they were pretend fighting like it was, they were pretend getting beat up by that guy. Yeah, it's
0: some sort of stage production they were putting it on. It I was
2: weird. It was really weird. Charlie Brown, The Later Years. <laughs> <laughs> Where he just gets drunk and hits people in the street. Yeah. <laughs> Random people. The Umbrella
0: Corporation. <laughs> you know what? I do have to have a complaint about this dude who was in the Resident Evil thing. He was Chris Redfield and he had an umbrella logo on him. What the hell? Uh, Chris Redfield is stars. <laughs> Whoops owned
1: So uh, uh dude in your Chris Redfield costume go home and work on it. <laughs> yeah. I've uh, been, I've been to a bunch of these and I'm surprised uh seeing this year how much more fantasy is taking over the con cuz back in the day it used to be very sci-fi heavy like Star Wars, Star Trek. Um like very Star Wars costume-wise. Yeah. But um it seems like steampunk and just like dragon Anime fantasy. What the fuck
0: is steampunk? I don't even know what that
2: is.
1: Steampunk. Um, it's like vic- it's, it's going to be like Victorian era. Um,
0: so oh, is that why those girls were wearing those really obnoxious dresses and kept on running into me?
2: Yes, late 18, late eighteen hundreds, and they're you know they're going to build like modern technology out of steam technology. You know, so oh, cars okay. that run on steam and computers yeah. that look like they're made in, you know, eighteen ninety two things like that. Yeah, so. It's a visually really cool genre yeah. that, unfortunately, has been adopted by the wrong people. <laughs> <laughs> if they made a really awesome steampunk movie, it would oh, it'd be too cool. They That's do. That's it's called it, um, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes is... I mean, there are some <laughs> things in Sherlock Holmes that are kind of steampunky, but it's yeah. not quite... Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, steampunk is like science fiction set in the late 1800s. Sucker Punch? Yes. There is definitely some there is there are huge steampunk sections of stu- of of sucker punch. And there's a dude who is wearing a scarlet spider outfit
0: and he had webs. Uh, scarlet spider doesn't have webs, dude. Come on.
2: <laughs> Why does not scarlet spider have webs? Uh, I don't know cuz he wasn't drawn with them. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean on the suit, not yeah, on uh, the suit. Not he doesn't he, no, has, yeah, he has he webbing. has webbing.
0: Yeah, his web is impact webbing. But gotcha. it's actually you can see outside the costume. Yeah. But yeah, come on, dude. Seriously, dude. I know you can find just you know red, scarlet colored. Maybe maybe he was afraid going. people would know who he was. Like, why are who goes as like a scarlet spider? Really? I don't know. He was killed by the green goblin.
1: He probably sat there going, "Like, man, everyone I know is going to be going as regular Spider-Man." So,
0: but there was some sexy girls in Spider-Man costumes. Were they? Were there? I'd very form fitting. Oh, one, one black costume and one the classic red and blue.
1: Nice.
0: You didn't see them falling around Hydra and the really? the chick Deadpool? I really didn't. No, yeah, those ch- chicks had pretty big bodies. I hate to see what their face looks like, but.
1: Oh. Because it's horrible. covered. At least chicks are going, because. Yeah. In my da- Back, back, in, back my day, in my day. Back in my day. actually, uh, very much a sausage fest.
0: Me and James were talking about it didn't have a funk
2: in it. It, there was still a funk. It just wasn't quite as
1: funky yeah, the, a I mean, the funk. Digifast had one, if that gaming room. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. That
2: was a totally duded up room.
1: The booth with those Ninja Turtle figures had one. Yeah. I you was know, fishing through.
2: Oh, yeah. You told me how bad that one oh, was. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah. So, now James has a little... Knows what to expect uh, a little better when we do... Denver Comic-Con. Denver Comic-Con, which we have some great news about.
0: Yeah, we... uh well, get, well, yeah. we don't know if it's f- official yet, but they told us they needed moderators, so hopefully I will be moderating a few panels at yeah. Denver Comic-Con. That would be fun. Yeah.
1: I, I hope you get to do it. I think that would be great exposure and also just fun. Me yeah. too.
0: And I'm sure Brad will have one. And no.
1: Uh, someone has to sit behind and watch the booth. I think I think
2: <laughs> Brad's going to moderate the one for the Gazette. <laughs> the Gazette. <laughs>
1: Fuck you, James.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or the uh, Crow comic. Uh the crow <laughs> yeah there's the, the dude who created the crow is there and uh i mean i love comic books but if i get if i have to moderate that one if they say hey ryan guess what good news we want you to moderate a a panel the crow fuck <laughs> guess i gotta start reading <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'll be cool yeah, what, whatever excited. happens
2: even if we just show up it'll be cool
0: yeah right? but you can still see us there you can yeah. see us no matter what we'll still be there mm-hmm. my wife is really excited i told her the story and she said she's really proud of me for once for once <laughs> i mean that's you know <laughs> that's really nice of her <laughs> uh
1: is she, she's going right she is she cool. wants me to get her a t-shirt a she top. said
0: she says make sure you get a small one so people can see how big my boobs are <laughs>
1: Ah yes that sounds like love. i
0: said okay
1: <laughs> like a real nerds t-shirt or yeah an a real nerds t-shirt? Oh, oh that's okay. right yeah cool yeah <laughs>
0: I say, okay, I don't know if I feel comfortable with me getting you a small shirt so people can objectify you, <laughs> but, I mean, I guess if it helps people go to our site, it <laughs> works. We're <laughs> <laughs> uh, just putting this in later, right? I don't need to say bye again.
2: No, no, no. We'll just trail we'll, off. We'll just, we'll
0: just keep yeah. on trailing off, and hopefully it people... It will be the last thing, so we hopefully, wrap people, it up some, in some fashion. So people just stop listening sometime and just... Come out and see us. Yeah, whatever <laughs> you can, you can see us June fifteen. Turn this thing off already. Yeah, turn it off. Why are still listening to us? I'm just babbling now. Yeah.
1: Sorry we screwed this up. <laughs> yeah.